0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I'll Be Back podcast. Um, this week, I had a very, very awesome recurring guest uh, lined up. We were going to talk about the game last night that unfortunately did not happen, but we have the I Believe guy, Jack Fatika. Jack, thanks for joining us again.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for having me. Always great to spend some time with you.
0: Um, seriously, I, I we were, uh, you know, about two weeks we've been putting this kind of in the motions <laughs> thought, hey, have you Thursday night after the Wichita State game, it'll be awesome, we can recur, hopefully our fourth win in a row, and then COVID happened as is uh, tradition for the last, what, 27 months, and then I thought, hey, at least we could uh, maybe preview Saturday's game, and as you uh, know, that game is not happening either, um, so, hey, we are on a three-game winning streak, Jack. Uh, we we have some positives to talk about. How how are you, and uh, how are you feeling about this team?
1: Awesome, I'm I'm doing great. Um, you know, just just in general, life life things are great. Um, in terms of Temple basketball, I would say this has been like the most exciting season I've seen in a long time. Right, we're we're ten and six. Um, you know, we've had some tough losses, right? You know, a couple couple you know a couple beatdowns early on the season in, in the Charleston Classic that that you didn't like to see. Um you know we held tight with USC which I think uh, I don't think they've lost yet. If I last I checked maybe they have one loss. Um, but we we compete we play great defense most of the time um you know the team is athletic and, and I think we were talking earlier before you started they're fun to watch it's it, it's it's the most exciting temple basketball I've seen in, you know, I don't know, pick a number, eight, nine, 10 years. I, I, I mean, you know, it's been a while, but it, it's, it's been a fun season. It's just been great to uh, to watch this team develop, especially, you know, over Aaron's couple of years, he, you know, he drew the tough COVID draw last year, you know, in your second season where you would have liked to take a little bit of a step forward. And it was just, you know, tough restrictions on the team all kinds of, uh, you know, you know, just tough situations for them to, to manage through. So um, obviously, COVID still hasn't ended, but it's just it's been fun. It's been a fun season so far.
0: No, I, I agree. And I, this is it definitely there. There's just a little difference about this team. They're, they're exciting in the sense, you know, the younger players. You see Zach Hicks had a couple weeks ago had that 10 three point game, which was just phenomenal to watch. Uh, before Caliph Battle went down, he was fun to watch. Damian Dunn's stepped up. Jalil White has been fun to watch. Um, and, yes, like the COVID is still a thing. It is what it is. We're, everyone's dealing with it. And uh, But, no, Aaron McKee, uh, even he was dealing with it. He missed, what, two games? Um, sure but, uh, no, it, it has been I, – I think you're right. The excitement is – it's got a little spark more than we felt in a while. You're absolutely right.
1: Absolutely. I mean, think about you. I mean, you named half the roster, but I can't remember a team where we legitimately have 10 guys that contribute in some way, shape, or form. Right. I mean, you, you roll through them. Dave Dunn, Jeremiah Williams, you know, Ty Strickland has been hurt, but he's contributed. Nick Jourdain, Hicks, Jaleel White, Forrester, Sage Tolbert. Heisier Miller's getting a little bit of minutes. Yeah, uh, I like Miller a lot. Ar- Arashma Parks has contributed, you know, when Jake yeah. went down. And, and honestly, he's kind of manned the middle in a decent fashion. He's given some decent minutes. So, I mean, that's 10 guys right there. Yeah. Right? I can't remember the last time we, we could confidently put 10 different guys out on the court in different combinations. And, you know, I just think that's a testament to Aaron and, and the staff. They've, they've gone out and remade this roster and brought in talent, you know, up and down. Right. And, and
0: obviously we didn't even talk about Caleb battle. You know, he got, yeah. hurt. He, um, he was, he was Caleb rocking. Now. He, Caleb battle was rocking, but I mean, obviously injuries happen in all teams. Uh, I like that you mentioned parks and um, I know the Al scoop guys who, you know, when, when they say things, I, I, I like to mention them. I, I picture them as like the major oh. league temple Podcast on like the minor leagues. Um, but I know they've said it on their episodes before. Park's last two weeks, he's been uh just doing exactly what they need him to do. Like come and play 12 minutes, get five rebounds, probably get three fouls, but you play tough defense, and that's really all they need him to do right now, and he's doing it. So yep, and he eats up space in the middle,
1: he he makes some decent decisions with the ball, right? You know, I mean, I, I'm actually looking at the stats right now. he, he This is surprising. He's only three of 10 on the season. I would have thought he had more shots than that, but but he's, he's not shooting. Like he doesn't need to, he's just, yeah. we don't need him to do that. Yeah. Get a, get a rebound. If you got to put that great, um, just
0: man the middle, play some defense, eat up some space. Um, I'm, I'm laughing. This is parks is essentially what I am in my men's rec league that I play at the Plymouth community (laughs) center. Cause, uh, I, I think I maybe have shot last year, maybe eight shots all season. Um, I did swish a three last night, but you know it's fine. I'm not trying go. to brag too much about myself.
1: <laughs> Look, you, you, as I tell my my fifth grader, the only way to make the shot is to take it. So you know. <laughs> well,
0: by and this is more a knock on me than anything. By the end of last season, one of my teammates said, "Are you Ben Simmons?" So that's how much I shoot. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right.
1: Um, that's, can we do a separate
0: Ben Simmons podcast? Like that? That's a want. whole hour discussion. <laughs> it, it's funny because my dad always he's like oh what's the episode on tonight you're gonna talk about the Sixers I'm like well it's a temple podcast so probably not but like you know and that's my dad who's you know almost 70 and doesn't really understand podcasts quite as much but <laughs> right. that's awesome. um Jack I didn't even ask you what are you uh sipping on tonight I see you taking a sip of whiskey oh, yeah, over a, there yeah I got a little
1: little bourbon tonight anything good what flavor this is called Breckenridge which True bourbon aficionados probably would not call it a bourbon because it's actually made in Colorado, but it's uh, it's phenomenal. I I actually tested it out at the Twisted Tail, all right, which is um, it's like Head half Square down in Philly, and I, yeah. I was there with, with uh, a couple people, and it's they, they have like a bourbon tasting. I did a little flight; and it was delicious. So I've started buying it, but it's nice, uh, tasty, little. So little bourbon to sip on on a Thursday night. Last time that you had me on, I, I left you hanging on the beverage. So I didn't want to do that to you tonight.
0: No, I, I appreciate it. When we were texting earlier in the week, you're like, I got to figure out what I'm drinking. So I knew you would have something. Um, I, I have like a makeshift old fashioned. I kind of threw together last minute, uh, right before we, we hopped on, uh, somebody got me a bottle of Woodford reserve, which I think I've had once on the show before. Um, I wasn't feeling the straight whiskey tonight, so I kind of made it a, a quick old fashioned, probably got my ingredients a little off, but it's whatever. On it, like you said, on a Thursday night, it's not too bad. I,
1: I do the same thing occasionally, like uh there's those those mixtures you can buy to do it, you know. Yeah. I call it like a faux, you know, exactly. A, yeah. A faux, <laughs> it's a, the faux version, but there's a couple decent ones um that are out there. So you yeah. Your uh, all, you get I'll it. I'll have
0: to check out the uh, the Breckenridge. I'm not not a huge bourbon guy, but like I'm always uh you know up for new new opportunities and see what's good. It's it's real tasty. So there you go. Nice. Um, alright Well, we'll we'll stop making an alcoholic podcast and we'll get back to the temple. <laughs> um, it's funny, there was this had to be six months ago, uh, on some Facebook thing it was like, Hey, great episode. I was like to hear what you're uh drinking. And I clicked on it. And it was like an 18-year-old. I'm like, Oh, great. I'm probably uh, you know. Encouraging underage drinking, but it's fine.
1: (laughs) you gotta be you gotta be 21.
0: Yes, yeah. Um, I have asked that for a couple of uh the I've had some people from who work at Temple for the news stations and WHIP radio, and they're probably juniors or seniors. And before we record, I'm like, Are you 21? Like that has been a question I've had to ask.
1: you don't you don't want to ask them what they're
0: drinking if they're underage though, right? Exactly. Um, so the owls of They've been looking good. They're trending in a good direction. Like we mentioned, Zach Hicks, Jaleel White. Those two are probably the most I'm really in on. And I've always been low-key a Nick Dredain fan. Um, recruiting him, you could have told me he would have been a bust, and I would have believed you. But part of me always felt like this is who he might have been. And it's kind of nice to see. Like last couple of weeks, he's really stepped up Nick Dredain. So,
1: he, uh, Sean, he has been – Awesome. The last, you know, I don't know, a handful of games. I mean, he's got great hands. He finishes around the rim, he plays great D I think he thinks his shots a little better than it is from outside, but uh, we can handle that for everything else we're getting right. at it. Um, but yeah, I mean, and look, you know, I don't know. I'm, again, I'm looking at it here right now. Yeah. He's six of 34 from three, you know, if, if he makes, you know 10 or 12 of those he's a great you're not stretch.
0: complaining at all yeah
1: Oh, he's a great great stretch four I mean he he rebounds he's put backs he seems like he's in the right spot a lot he's got a great basketball IQ which I really like about him um and I, I'm with you right they were recruited he wasn't really highly recruited I think he was one of those like uh you know kind of high school red shirts i think he did a prep year
0: yeah he did a prep year that was weird and i actually saw a thing the other day and i forget it 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 honestly might have been on Al scoop somebody put up um it it was him or taj sweet like that was like who we kind of picked between and taj sweet picked west virginia and we got nick Jordan, which in retrospect kind of i can't complain with that (laughs) Look, Taj
1: Thweet was a, you know, coming out of high school was pretty highly touted. Who knows what he would be like if he was here, but like he went to West Virginia and barely got on the court. now he's, now obviously he's transferring. So um, I, I yeah. like what we're getting out of him. The other two guys you mentioned, Hicks and White, What what I see with both of those guys is every game you see more and more confidence. Yeah. Those two, those two guys. Um, yeah. Especially white. Like if Jaleel white can hit down, hit a three and, you know, make knock down some shots from the outside. Wow. He's just, he plays great D. He gets to the rim. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a scary proposition, <laughs> you know, him. Well, and I, know, I,
0: I think even the last three to four games, he's shooting more threes. Like I think is. he's slowly getting more confident with it. Like he absolutely. knows, if I do this, we will be good, and I will be good.
1: No, so it's, absolutely. And he's more confident handling the ball too. I I see. Yeah. Right. Um. You know, I feel like earlier in the season, he you know he catch it and you know quickly passing it, but he's much more confident handling the ball. You know, you take take a few shots here and there. You know, because it. A guy like that can pull the, you know, pull the spread the defense and pull the defense out a little bit. And, and he's been doing that. I mean, and Hicks, man. Um, now I will say, you, you know, I don't know. Again, I'm looking at it here. He's 26 of 73. Did I read, Yeah, from three. That's yeah. 35,
0: 36%. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean,
1: that's that's good. You'd like to see a little bit higher, but. You take away his 10 of
0: 16, you know, where, where's the He, he started you know, off, I think he had the freshman jitters, we'll say that. I don't want to call oh, it a yips. But I but, think <laughs> since that game, he's had so much more confidence. Yes. Oh, yeah.
1: And, you know, it's it's funny. Early in the season, I said, man, other than battle, there was nobody that I had any confidence. When they let the ball go, mm-hmm. that it was going through the net. And today I feel way different,
0: right? I absolutely agree with everything. That is perfect way to describe this team.
1: <laughs> you, way different. We got Hicks. I mean, Damian Dunn, I, I will be the first to admit. Um, he has proved me wrong in some ways. I I, I, I don't say, I, you know, not that I was down on him. I, I feel like his, I felt like his game to him was too much, drive draw a foul. yep, I right? which should be part of your game, but sometimes you're not, your, no not your only game. <laughs> Correct. Sometimes there's no contact. you need to knock the shot down.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, yeah know I, I I think you're right. And now, in the last couple of weeks, obviously a couple of game winners here and there. Oh uh, no man. he's it, it, he was, I think the number one and two play of the conference plays of the week, the one Absolute, we it was
1: absolutely. Awesome. And, like, his mid-range game, um, you know, even his threes, he's, he's up to 35, 35%. Like, you know, I, his game has really evolved. I think he's learning how to, how to take his positive, which is getting to the rack, but not always looking for the contact, understanding when that's going to be there, when he should shoot it versus when he should drop out. And he, he has been awesome. Like since Caleb's gone down, he has really become the leader of the team, which has been awesome to see.
0: Uh, and I, I, yes. And I, I think with him and Caleb were a little, I don't want to say conflicting. Cause I think they can coexist, but it was definitely a little Dunn had to figure it out for himself. Um, and then Dunn, uh, battle goes down and Dunn has figured it out. Um, and the last three guys that you mentioned, we talk about white, we talk about Hicks, we talk about Dunn. all their three point shooting. And look, whether you like it or not, the game has evolved to you shoot, you, you hoist threes and you play inside. It's all layups and it's all threes. And we, we, we said about all three of those guys, whether they look confident or not all the time, but they're shooting them. They're, they're, they're just sh- like Jalil White shooting threes that he didn't two weeks ago. Hicks is okay. after that 10 for 16 game. He's shooting them. Dunn, this time a year ago, was not shooting them. So, and I think this is Aaron McKee's, you know, he's modernizing the game. And you and me, have, we've talked about Fran Dunphy two years ago, uh, what we had and now what we are. Like, this is modern college basketball. Like, we're, we're getting there. And that is coming kind of an age of this team. Like, we need to see what we are seeing. So.
1: No, absolutely. And like you said, they, they're deep. They're athletic. You've got scores, and you know, we're starting to get some guys that 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 can shoot the ball. Um, you know, a guy we haven't talked about who has been awesome. and he hasn't shot the ball really well from three per se, but he controls the team is Jeremiah Williams. yeah you know
0: Williams, every time been, I want to like, say Williams might be having a bad game I look at his minutes I'm like well he's played 39 out of 40 minutes (laughs) and it's like well like uh yeah all right he's fine like it's fine
1: so if (laughs) if there's one thing you could point to him not doing well it's shooting from the outside um he gets to the rack he plays tenacious D he's always guarding the best
0: defender best
1: guard totally he He's the floor general. He sees the floor. He's been a great just a great point guard. He kind of just does all those little things. Um you know, he he's he's been awesome. I'm not sure where we be as no, a team. We,
0: I absolutely he's, he's probably the closest thing that we've had to Will Cummings since Will Cummings. Like will that's kind of like Will Will's was probably a little shorter, but Will did all that. He guarded, he defended, he controlled the offense he wasn't a great shooter but he controlled the game you know and that's really what Williams has been
1: absolutely absolutely that's a, that's a great
0: comparison I never I've ever thought about that and, um, but that was you know, what Will Will graduated 14 eight years ago like I mean that's oh man, no, a long I, time in between far and in between um,
1: absolutely um,
0: I, I had Will on the show and he was great that was early in the pot he was playing in Russia I think like we did it at like 10 o'clock at night here and it was I don't know what time it was for him he was awesome to talk to he was so much oh, awesome yeah okay. <laughs> I don't know if I
1: listen I do listen to most of your podcasts uh, no so I know that, I, I think you do a great job and I love obviously like, love that you.
0: was like I said that was early that was probably before I even reached out to you so you might not even know I existed yet
1: yeah and I, I probably did but I gotta
0: go back I'm gonna go back and listen to that one um, um he he was exactly what you would expect will cummings to be like just a genuine nice guy like so happy to do it uh talked about his time at temple talked about like um it was fun to ask him because he was over it was probably right like early covid so he couldn't fly to certain countries he was telling me who he could see like i think he saw uh, and i'm just throwing names out there it was like he saw the cozy but he couldn't see michael eric whatever country he was in like it was like funny like it was just uh, seeing where all the temple players were overseas kind of deal
1: that's cool that's cool
0: um no the, the team and I, I I agree like Williams has been great um he you know like he's not the best shooter but he just does so much I love his length and I know I've said it before i'm I'm all in on you know the the athletic guys with the long arms who can jump out the gym he fits that mold for a six foot five point guard the the whole team does. Yeah, I agree.
1: The whole the whole team outside of Highseer Miller mm-hmm. who might be 6-1 um you know that's that's the team that Aaron's trying to build and I and I like what I've seen out of Highseer Miller. I mean as it coming oh, I, in as a freshman I, mean, I know, think Miller is going to be good. Yeah, oh, absolutely, but you you start to look at the team and I said again, we got 10 guys. Where's a guy like that 5 minutes? It's tough. Yeah. It's tough, right? And, and Ty Strickland's been hurt. We haven't even talked about him. He, he's been, you know, he, he's exceeded. It's funny, like in the off season, you know, I listened to our, our Al Scoop buddies over there as well. And Ty Strickland was a guy I don't think anybody talked about coming into the season. Like if you asked me, I would have said Ty Strickland, he'd been on the bench, you wouldn't even got any minutes. And he played a lot until he got hurt, right? Um, yeah. And contributed, and his shot well, his hit threes, as
0: you, know, you I'll, know. I'll say, I agree with you. I, I did not picture him being maybe at best he was the eighth or ninth man. I also think Sam Cohn over at AlScoop said he had better expectations than anybody. But other than that, I can't think of any, like, no one else yeah. really – Solid, but I'll give Sam credit. Sam said it. Um, Yeah, totally. But, uh, but no, I, 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 if you told me Ty Strickland was transferring going into the season, like I kind of would have believed you. Like I (laughs) would not have been surprised
1: at all. And, you know, again, he's averaging, I know he's been hurt a few games, but he's averaging eight, eight points a game. Yeah. He's the, he, if you take out battle, he's the third leading scorer on the
0: team. Yeah. No, he's he has been really good and he's had some game. I think he had one game where he was like eight for like 12 and had like 16 points or something. Like he he had one or two games that he he was just hitting like mid range jumpers and just controlling the offense is what all you need him to do for the backup minutes, you know, like he he's oh. been solid. Um, him and Forrester, it's been a weird couple of weeks, but they were out, they missed a couple yeah. of the games. Um, and I like Jake a lot, but I think. Jordan has really stepped up during those games that he's missed. So it's been, you know, uh interesting uh seeing jordane emerge the way he can.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I agree. And I and I really I like Jake Force. He brings a ton of energy. He's always had problems, you know, with foul trouble and things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, some games he finishes amazing around the rim, other games not so much, but You know, I I think he's learning what his role is on the team. And you know, he we don't need him to score a ton of points, right? He just needs to do his put put putbacks. He needs to help
0: on the inside out game. Get your Uh, 10 and
1: six. Just that's
0: just get your 10 points, six rebounds. You're good.
1: (laughs) Done. And try to keep it to three fouls and golden. You know but and, but I I would have said if you asked me when Forrester went out I'd have been like oh we're gonna it, it, we're gonna struggle inside
0: but yeah you know between Jordan and parks I, I feel like they hadn't missed a beat at all no and I I think uh but it's a weird combination like parks has come in and done the defensive work obviously um and Jordan has stepped up his scoring from what probably when Forrester was in Jordan was maybe averaging five to six points and now he's Right. last three games had to have averaged at least 15 gotta be 15 yeah right. yeah because he had one game with 23 the game before that was 16 so um so yeah so jordan stepped up the offensive game and parks has come in after kind of having a non-roll to coming in and getting the defensive insider mentality that we've talked about um and whether he picks up the three to four fouls that Forster yep. might have gotten anyway is uh <laughs> different but you know it it's I think they have – like you said, this is an exciting team. You have a lot to kind of be positive about.
1: Absolutely. and I mean, even the, the two guys we haven't talked about at all today, um, Sage Tolbert and what I affectionately call New Q. Quincy New M. Q
0: is uh, a I, good I,
1: – You know, the, those are the two guys – that. You know, I think Sage is all of a sudden struggling. I think to maybe find his spot on the team, but I don't. I don't look at him as like a liability. Mm-mm. I just think, you know, again, you, you've got Forster. Jordan is is up this
0: game, and you're getting good minutes out of Parks, and that's taking a little away well, from like, him. Like you said, we have we have ten guys that you can kind of be happy about. So, you know, eventually, you're gonna get to a right you know, just a couple guys at the end of the bench got to, it is the, what they are, you know?
1: Absolutely. And, and, you know, Adam McCoy just, he came in as kind of the shooter and, you know, he's still young. You know, we, we just haven't seen that from him and, you know, that, that can develop those, you know, some of that's just minutes and confidence and whatever. And, um, you know, he's just been kind of the odd man out, you know, and look, when you got guys like battle and done and, Williams and Strickland and White and Hicks all ahead of you, it's, man, it's tough to get minutes, right?
0: Yeah. Minutes are going to be tough, tough to come by. And I I feel like going into the year between Miller, White and Quincy there, those three were going to battle for minutes. Definitely. Uh, And obviously, you know, it's solved itself for the coaching staff. They figured out what they feel comfortable with. Um, And so Sage Tolbert, um, I think, parks is kind of doing what i thought he would do so it's just kind of like hey let's go with go with the guy who's currently succeeding and that could change in a week or two that could transition to tolbert doing that um but no that that i think realistically and people have gotten on dumpy for years and you and myself included uh recruiting 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 and then mckee has come in i i think the miller hicks class it's looking it looked good. and then you had a couple games and you're kind of questioning it, like not questioning it, but, you know, it's like, all right, what's up? But uh, last couple weeks, uh, I'm like that's good class, I think
1: I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. and And again, I think, you know, and I, I'm as guilty of this as the next temple guy we we got to understand unfortunately where we are at as a program like w- we aren't going to go out right now and get top 50 guys at this point of where the program is i mean you know uh, again I, I don't quote me on the numbers but it's like in the last 20 years we've won one tournament game like i yeah still, i still look at temple like i did when i was there and you yeah. know, right after I graduated and, you know, and we were making Elite Eight runs and, you know, it was in Cheney's heyday, but the, the reality is we aren't that right now. No. I think our history is a is a huge piece of what Temple is, right, as a program, but we aren't, right? So you got to go build and get kids that have um, the ability to develop and so we can improve and get back to getting to the tournament every year and making a run here and there and then some of those bigger recruits may may fall your way and I feel like this year sitting at 10 and 6 we've started to make some of that progress right and you know like I said at the beginning this is probably the best I've felt in, in a long time pick your number. But, um, you know, we, we still got a long way to go. I mean, I, I don't know where, where do you think, where do you think we end up not to take over the podcast here and ask No, you you. you're
0: good. I, it's funny because I was just, I was going to ask, I was going to ask you the same, same question. Where, where do we you. end up here, right? Go, I mean, go, um, through,
1: go through the schedule and uh, so, you know, so do I, a little prediction here. Where do we end up?
0: It's, it's funny because I don't want to be – I hate being the, like, go-through-the-schedule guy because it never works out how you think it will. <laughs> um, But it I got a, a text message – I think it was after the Vanderbilt game, which is now seems like a month and a half ago because we haven't played. Right. Um, My one buddy who – Jonas, he's been on the pod. He, he texted me. He's like, all right, going through the schedule now. How do we get five wins in a row? Like, that's where we were at. Like, seeing like, – like you said, you, this is – <laughs> exciting team you watch a game that's what we do like you you want them to succeed you want this team to make the tournament and as fans we can kind of convince ourselves it might happen um i would say going into the year and this is pre-battle injury their ceiling you know was 18 wins battle goes down i'm like all right 500 and now if you You know, even with battle at this point in the year, if you told me they had 10 wins, I would have been fine with that. If they're 10 and six. Absolutely. I have no complaints. So, like, now I'm kind of looking at the rest of the schedule. Like, you know, last night could have played Wichita State, who's been on a pretty bad run. I think we could have won that. I, you know, could have won tomorrow. We could have had a five-game winning streak. I could have convinced myself, assuming the games were played this week, that we got back to 18 wins and that's without most of the season with Caleb Bapp. Right. Does it happen? And am I a very, very positive temple fan as I've been my entire life and always, you know, when the uh, football team was two and two this year, I convinced myself we were going to make a bowl game. So <laughs> I don't know if my uh, sports opinions mean that much, but uh, as I say on my own podcast, that's a way to get people to listen to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: well all right so you right. were 10 at six we got 11 games left so but like, like no if you go can they go seven and
0: four i don't think it's out of this world i mean if you can ask they, john rothstein our conference eight? sucks right if you asked rothstein we should be in the a10 yeah
1: well, uh, we, that's we should do a whole different podcast on on that on that topic but uh um, yeah
0: uh, realistically do they go seven and four uh I'll say they go. They, I think they went six.
1: Six. All right. So they went six. So they got sixteen six. wins. Sixteen and eleven, right? And now that's we got four games that we haven't played. You know, one or two may get. Rescheduled. Yeah, they're
0: the reschedule ones are what's going to be tricky. Is you know, so that's four more games. So hey,
1: to your point, they go six and five. They're sixteen. You know, sixteen and 16 eleven, and then, 11
0: you, and then you if you go two and two in the makeups, you're at or, eighteen
1: wins. Even if you don't play the makeups and you win one in the the conference tournament, you you hit seventeen wins. Look, without battle, yeah, I, like that, That's a victory. It's not getting this in the tournament, which is you know what we we really got to you got to do. But but again, if you go eight and three down the stretch, which is feasible. Look, you got South Florida, you got Tulane, Memphis is up and down, although we play in that Memphis, which is a little tougher.
0: Yeah, You're at I
1: Houston, know. That's tough. You know, you got SMU and Cincy two times each, which are both tough, right? Um, yeah. But then you, you got ECU and Tulsa again at home, which Tulsa at home, we crush them at home and lose on the road, but we just beat them.
0: Now that we beat them on the road, I think we should be, you know, yeah. we should be Tulsa every time.
1: Hey, I – I don't know. I'm not I, I'm like you. I don't want to go, you know, game by right. game and put a prediction, so, but
0: so you said we play what SMU Cincy, two times each. You split those. So that's two wins and two losses. You probably lose to Memphis if we're realistic. And, and you, lose the, you, you lose the
1: you lose the Houston.
0: Yeah, and you lose the Houston.
1: So you gotta you gotta run the rest of the table. You yeah. gotta be South Florida, you gotta be Tulane, Tulsa again, and ECU. And there we are, seven, seven
0: and four. And realistically, if if, as a honest temple fan, you probably go four and oh in the SMU Cincy games that we talked about, and you probably lose to ECU and Tulsa or some shit. (laughs) Because that's what we do.
1: Right, right. It it never it never pans out the way we're saying, right? So hey, you go seven and four. There we are. We're we're sitting at 17, 17 and 10. And yeah. you know, who like, knows what happens with the makeup games. Hey, reschedule Drexel. We
0: get to 18 and 10. There we are. You know, the fact that we can't find a way to reschedule teams that are five miles away from us is and I get it. Like they might have a game this night and this night, but like, dude, like you can play on a Wednesday and a Friday. Like it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: yeah <laughs> like they do it
0: for tournaments. They do it for the Charleston <laughs> Classic. They play Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Right. Like, why is it a big deal if we have to go to Rexel uh, or Nova on a Tuesday?
1: I agree. I don't know why they can't figure that. Like
0: we, just get the Palestra
1: for like a Saturday and seriously. Like play, play a double header. Temple played two games in a
0: row. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, let's do it. AAU style. Like let's yeah, that's why, what they do.
1: Why not, man? I mean, oh, that would be that would be fun. Then, do,
0: then like, we could lose. If we lost twice in one day, you know how awful the Al Scoop message board would be. Oh God.
1: <laughs> especially if, yeah to those two, that would be terrible. Yeah. So, well, um, you know, I I mean, I think you're you're dead on though. It's, it's it's a fun season. I've been a little a little bit more invigorated than I have over over the last few years, and um, it's been great. It's been fun to watch. I'm I'm looking forward to you know just continuing to watch this team develop. Right?
0: Yeah. Um, you know, you know you.
1: What's funny we, we haven't talked about this my kids ask me all the time right what what year is he and I keep finding myself especially with the COVID year and, yes I was shirt. about to
0: say with the COVID year like, you don't know everybody feels like
1: they're all freshmen
0: yep the whole team
1: <laughs> the whole team I'm like ah, oh, he's a freshman you know Dave Dunn's a freshman red
0: shirt I, right I think he technically is yeah he is he redshirted then last year didn't count so he's a redshirt fr- He. He could be a junior, and he's a redshirt freshman.
1: Totally right. So I mean, that's exciting. And again, you don't, you don't know in this environment with the transfer portal and all the craziness of college athletics w- what will happen. But you know, Caleb Battle, he's a sophomore. He's yeah. Probably get a he'll probably get a medical redshirt, so he'll be a sophomore. Yeah. Next year, Dame Dunn will be a redshirt sophomore. Chilul White will be sophomore. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hi, Miller will be a sophomore. Jordan will be a sophomore. Strickland will be a junior. Parks, junior. Uh,
0: Adam a sophomore. Hicks, sophomore. Williams, so, sophomore. So, th- I mean. The- theoretically, they have zero scholarships to give this year. Because nope. they have no seniors. They have no no one graduating. Nobody. No
1: way. And look, we, we talked about this a little earlier. I think the only two possibilities for maybe someone going, May I, it's going to be tough to find spots or maybe, you know, Adam McCoy and maybe Tolbert. Oh, Tolbert, Tolbert transferred in. So maybe he's I, like, you know, this, this is my spot.
0: Um, uh, it's it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, and I I don't want to speculate it yet. Um but yes uh, with the way college sports are at this point with we've seen it with the football team we've seen it with the basketball team we've gotten transfers in and out probably one person will transfer like it just it's the way that's the way it goes it and, is, and um there's there's a name I don't want to say it yet it's early in the year that I've thought about and I don't want to start a rumor I don't want not that anybody gives a shit about my opinion I'm not Woj or. <laughs> Schefter, but um, I'll, I'll wait a month to like put it out. But there is somebody yeah, on the team that look, I look,
1: my I have no inside info, I'm just looking based on yeah, minutes. No, and yeah, all. There,
0: there's a guy I, I've thought about, but I'll, I'll wait a month to uh put it out. But yeah, I, I agree. And I, the thing is, like, hey, if you get a transfer back in, as we've seen with everything, um, one guy we actually haven't mentioned at all because he's been hurt apparently is Akpomo, the six foot. 10, 11 athletic center from the ACC wake forest team. Do you, I
1: I think he he's going to be good. He, he looked really athletic and strong and big. We, again, we haven't talked about him at all. Right. Um, totally, totally. And you know, I, I mean, he's been, he's been hurt. So maybe he, he's, a, he's another freshman.
0: If you add him to next year's team and look, uh, I know I've said it at least once or twice on my show, uh, I was a Sixers process guy. If you want to call this a process year, which it's not, we've established we're winning games, Um, but it's all freshmen. It's all young guys. Like we, we are returning the entire roster. Like this is a good way to build a college program. Like you're playing young guys a lot and they're all returning. There's no reason that Aaron McKee cannot make this successful. I think personally at this rate, like everything you just said, we have guys to be excited about. We have, People who are returning. Next year, you're returning Dunn, who has obviously emerged this year. You're returning Battle, who showed he can do well. You're returning Jaleel White, Haseer Miller, the guys who are getting their confidence up, Zach Hicks. Um, No, I'm all kind of in on if Aaron McKee is the coach that we want him to be, there's no reason he can't be successful next year with this roster.
1: um, I think on maybe one of your last pods, someone asked you like, uh, baby, you were talking about recruiting. Yeah. And you said, I just hope Aaron sticks around for three years or so. Yes. Get, kid.
0: <laughs> yes get his son and get Mark Jackson's <laughs> son.
1: Yeah, I agree. That
0: would, that would be awesome.
1: So we'll no,
0: And that's, that's kind of like, hey, if you, if you're really good next year and you keep it up, those guys should come here. Um, I did want to ask you this, uh, and we've talked about kind of the positivity of the, uh, basketball program in general. Um, how much of that have you kind of reflected on? We got a new president in the last year. We've got a new athletic director in last year, uh, Arthur Johnson, Wingard, um, you know, how, you know, whatever you want to call Englert and the interim Fran Dumpy before him and, uh, so forth, uh, you know, how, how excited for you just as a program because of those guys at the top?
1: No, I think it's a, it's a great question, John. And look, um, in no way, shape, or form would I ever try to disparage, you know, someone like, you know, Dick Engler, who's basically given his entire career to Temple University, yeah, right? Like 30-some years, you know. <laughs> or or Coach, Coach Don who, you know, you and I have talked about this before. I I, I think... Coach Dunn is a phenomenal coach. Um, I just think for him, at, at, at one point, it, the Temple job wasn't the right job for him, right? Um, and, and I think growing anything, whether you're you're coaching, a, you know, a CYO basketball team, or whether you're in business, or whether you're running a university in an athletic program, leadership is so important. And I think these two guys just bring new leadership, different direction to the university that not, not that anybody else wasn't trying to do that. I think they just bring a new energy of leadership that you know, probably was needed. Look, again, you know, all you have to do is look at, you know, if you've been to a game this year and I know we've got COVID and there's lots of issues still floating around there, there's not a lot of energy around our program. And again, there's a host of reasons that contribute to that. Um, the university over the last 20 plus years since I was there on campus, has grown immensely and you know in terms of student body in terms, you go to the campus i tell people all the time if you haven't been to temple's campus go check it out i have people i work with who've taken their kids there and are blown away they're like i didn't realize what temple was until they stepped on
0: campus and i graduated i think wow shit it's been almost nine years now uh there's got to be seven new buildings it, it's it's ridiculous and it's not just <laughs> university buildings
1: yeah it's private development all that sort of stuff and i think there's so much momentum over the last you know few years when you have something that has that like that growth engine behind it and the the potential for growth behind it Sometimes you need to take, you need to have a leader who maybe hasn't been there for a long time, and brings an outside perspective, and they can ignite it at a level that maybe no one else has seen. And I think that's what these guys were, right? And again, you know, guys like like Coach Dunphy and and Engler, they've dedicated. I mean, Frank, Coach Dunphy he was here thirteen years. They've dedicated a lot of their Career and lives the temple, and I still see Coach Duffy still goes to games. Um, yes, still teaches at the university, and you know it's important to them. But sometimes, to really get the most out of something, you need to have an outside perspective, and I think that's what these guys bring. Um, they've been at big time athletic departments and big time universities and they see the potential in Temple. And I believe it's there. Maybe I'm just like a cherry colored glasses guy, but I I really do believe it's there as a university, academically and athletically. And the opportunities are there. Look, all you have to do is take a step back and look at what three universities in our conference have done. Look at Houston, look at Cincinnati, and look at UCF, the roadmap is there. And those three schools have taken the ability to invest in your athletic department, invest in your university, build momentum behind it. And they're moving on to the big 12 and that's here. And I think these guys see that potential in Temple and I hope they do everything in their power to succeed um, against that. And there's a part of it that's on people like us to be part of it, right? Oh, yeah. I tell all my friends, guys, yeah. that don't go to game. Look, the roadmap is there, but we have to fan, join
0: Fan, fan support. It's got to be.
1: We got to jump on board. There's part of us that's not there. And look, that doesn't happen overnight. It didn't happen overnight at, at Cincy. It didn't happen overnight at at, yeah. at UCF. It didn't happen overnight at at uh, Houston but it's there. And I think they see it here. I'm excited and invigorated by it and um, we'll see what happens. So,
0: no, I, I agree. Everything. I, I agree with all of that. And it's, uh, it's funny you say like that, like that new face, new perspective and uh, seeing, you know, how Wingard and Arthur Johnson look at things. And uh, uh, even the last couple of weeks, you know, uh, Stan Drayton, the new football coach comes in sure. and, you know, you got social media vibes and that sounds dumb and I don't want to call myself a millennial because I, it sounds like an insult to myself, but, um, but no, just like, like Wingard is incredible. And I've sent he, he, his posts on social media are something I never would have sent to anybody a year ago. And I send them to people now and it's him connecting with whether it's students or the locals. And I send them to temple fans and I'm like, this is the guy like he is that new rejuvenated exactly what you just said a new perspective and it's awesome it's it's good to see for somebody who wants uh, i wanted on campus stadium and i can make i can connect the dots i can figure it out and this seems like a guy who wants it and same thing with arthur johnson and hopefully so on and so forth so no um, absolutely and i think temple
1: people tend to say, well, Temple's different. Yeah. I, hear it all, I hear it all the time. <laughs> uh, well, Temple's different. We need people who understand Temple. Yep. And my first question is, why is Temple different? Like, we have 32,000 students. We're in one of the biggest cities in the country. Yeah. Um, we have historically, you know, great academics and historically great basketball program and the football program is, you know, has has moved that direction in in terms of success. Why, why is Temple different? It's only different because we, we say 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 it's different.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. We say it's different and to change that for alumni and not just alumni, but local Philadelphia people, it takes a leader who doesn't think it's different. It takes a leader who says, I don't get why people say it's different. This place is amazing.
0: Let me just figure it out. You're four subway
1: stops from City Hall. You're you're in a cultural mecca in one of the largest cities in the world. And, you know, like, we got to stop that view of it's different. Yeah. Because it's not. And it's an awesome place. And it's a great university and there's diversity and there's so many positives. And I, I feel like these guys get that and want to change that, that view. So,
0: no, I, I, I absolutely agree. I, I think, um, you know, going into all those hires, the president hired their athletic director hire. Um, they were, they were things that you just hit on like, Hey, what can they do to improve this and, convince the people that this is a school that can be big time and the president it sounds like he he's in for the challenge and uh the athletic director as well i i think uh i have faith in both of them i hope to not be proven wrong in the next you know three to five years uh and same thing with aaron mckee same thing with arthur johnson and wingard and hopefully stan drayton who uh football, we didn't, we didn't touch too much on football, uh, but uh, I'm a little excited for them as well. You know, I'm, I'm maybe it's the uh, new coach edge, but I'm getting there.
1: No, I, I, I agree, Sean. And I think with football, what excites me again is that they went back to the model that's worked. Right. And, you know, Rod Carey seemed like a nice guy. Like, you know, I, I don't know him personally. I'm sure he wanted to win, Uh, you know, their football coaches, like nobody's going to take the next job in their career and go, yeah, I'm just going to lose. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, But, but I think the, the model that, that worked to revive temple football is it's the model that we need to follow, follow. Unfortunately, like at this point, You know, and again, we could do a whole other podcast on college football playoff and (laughs) inequities in college football and why doesn't football work like basketball and whatever. But finding a coach who can build and market the program and and win in three years and then move somewhere else and go find another guy. I think I might have said this to you earlier, but if you would have told me 20 years ago. We would have had four straight coaches that left for other jobs because they won. I would have signed up for that all day long. And, you know, Rod Carey was a different model. And I think Stan takes us back to that. And, you know, what I, what I love about Coach Drayton already is he gets part of his job as he's got to market the program right? He's got to be on social media. He's, he's got to be on, you know, 97 five and he's got to talk yeah. about the program. Like he's competing in a big city with lots of things. And, you know, there's lots of perceptions one way or another about temple football and he gets that he's, he's got to do that. And I think all of our other coaches that have been successful have gotten that in some way, some way, shape or form, some a little better than others. Um, you know, but I, I think, Kerry kind of didn't get that. Maybe it was a little too, you know, big city for him to, to do that. Uh, but but I love what I see, see out of Drayton so far. And, look, I hope in three years, mark the date, three, four years from now, I'll come come back on your podcast. I say,
0: you'll come back. We can talk and, about Aaron McKee winning a national championship. Yeah. And uh, Stan Drayton is, <laughs> is, is head coach at yeah, at USC or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, and that
1: again, we 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 would have all signed up for that over and over and over again 20 years ago and you know we had it and you know we just we just got to get back to that. And look, is Temple football going to win a national championship? Probably not. But I'll tell you what. Our conference just put a team in the playoff. You know in the playoff. So to say they can't, I say, you know, BS on that, right? You get the right coach, you get the right things that break in your way. Could they be in the playoffs? Sure. And, and again, if I'm, if I'm the coach of temple of coaching temple football, that's what I'm selling. Yeah. Why not? See what Cincinnati did. I'm building that here. Yeah. I'm I'm um, building that here and it can be done.
0: You know, it's, so. it's, it's so funny how you, you phrase everything that you just said. Uh, so I, I might've had a drink at happy hour before we recorded this and I was at the, uh, <laughs> The Ale House in uh, Lafayette Hill, good roast beef sandwich, I'm sure most of you might know. Uh, but, no, group of guys there who I've, I've seen at Temple football games, and uh, we were talking about that. And the one guy, he's a Temple guy, he's a Navy guy, and we met at the Navy game, Temple game this year. Navy beat us. He's like, you guys need a coach that won't lose to Navy. And I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had I, I had no rebuttal. But I said I, I, exactly what you said. I was like, yeah, our next head coach has to be a coach that needs to be successful here have back-to-back-to-back eight, nine, ten win seasons. And yeah, ideally he's getting his next coaching gig. That's just who we are for now. But there is also no reason that we can't be the Cincinnati in 11-1 or 12-0 and and we get you know, like that is, like you said, that's who you advertise yourself as.
1: There, there's, there's no reason. And look, three years ago, there were two guys doing a podcast about Cincinnati football, talking about Luke Fickle. And <laughs> Luke Fickle, they, they were like, if he gets us to the, you know, to the college football playoff and leaves, awesome. But guess what? Now they're going to the Big 12 and Fickle's staying, at least, you know, for now. Yeah. So, hey, who knows what can happen? But what you have to do, and again, back to the leadership thing, the only way to attain a goal is to set it and mark it and say, that's our goal. and That's what we want to be. That's what we want to achieve. And we're going to do everything to get there. If you set your goal is like, yeah, we just want to win six games. Then you're going to win four. And be like, oh, we were close.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No. And we'll keep so-and-so for another three years.
1: Yeah. And, you know, whether, and I, I talk about this all the time, you know, just with buddies about temple football or basketball or whatever, whether as a leader you truly believe you can get the goal or not is irrelevant. Making the people that are part of your organization believe it is what's important. And right, so Stan Drayton may come into Temple and go, "There's no way that I can get to the college football playoff." And whether he believes that or not is irrelevant. Making the team believe that that's possible, making recruits and parents and the fans and the city believe it's possible—that's the most important. If it
0: it brings us from six to eight wins, then it it was worth it, you know.
1: Absolutely, and and Matt Rule did that amazingly right and a lot of things fell in his way and you know i hear all this stuff about rule um everybody's like rule turned the temple football program around. and if i hope al golden's listening today i would say (laughs) al al golden is being you know disparaged by that yeah Um, al golden turned temple football yes
0: no al al started it
1: He, he, he was the man i everything al golden did he changed the culture and the perception of temple football. Um rule, you know, he turned up the heat. Yeah. And he had some things fall fall his way. He ended up with that perfect schedule with a great team and he did Penn stay. Yeah.
0: Rule. Yeah. Quote unquote finished the job. But Al, Al started it. Al did the totally. groundbreaking work. <laughs> we aren't where we
1: are today without Al
0: Golden. No, I I I think hopefully most fans know that and Steve Adazio somehow connected dots in there. Yeah, and did, is, look, He did he, something. <laughs> he did exactly what we were talking about earlier. He came in, he won
1: a bunch of games, and moved on. and We went to the next guy. I, I'll sign up for that all all day. To your point, on you know, state if we get a stadium someday, the first statue we need to put up needs to be Al Gold.
0: Be Al so, Gold and, and Matt Rule doing the Philly, Philly. How about
1: that? Yeah, done. <laughs> right and then we can put you know we put Wayne Harden and Bruce Arians and whoever else we want but Al Golden needs to he needs to be number one that that guy we may not have a football program if it wasn't for what he did here so
0: my my only question to you is these these two guys that you said about a minute ago who did a Cincinnati podcast how much are they making now like, I know. <laughs> Dude,
1: they're probably killing it man
0: <laughs> so three years
1: so from now what am up, I going to do keep it up keep it up you quit your day job
0: <laughs> um, I do enjoy my day job I'll say that um Jack I'll end it with this and I swear I probably asked you this last time you were on and I I've said this a million times I hate asking this dumb question how, how is the last uh, for you I'll say last couple months with COVID and that shit going
1: <laughs> you know
0: I mean I think we're all
1: in a lot of ways, we're all, you know, we've all been dealing with the same sort of stuff. Um, I think from, you know, for me, from, uh, uh, you know, my career perspective, we're still, we've moved to virtual. So I'm still working from home permanently. Um, you know, so that's been an interesting transition. It's, you know what? It's taught me a lot of things. I mean, you got to take every experience in life. You got to learn something from it, and it's taught me how to be a little bit more organized and and get a little more focused in environments where maybe I I wasn't comfortable doing that before. Um, so so that you know all that sort of stuff has been fine. Family wise, you know, life has just changed a little bit. We you know our our social life and how we go about family and. And social things has changed a little bit. I feel like over the last year, it's been a little more normal. We're getting you know, there. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. Um, you know, like a lot of people, we've had little, little outbreaks here and there. So I, I, you know, I've been vaccinated and all that stuff. But the, you know, the Omicron caught caught us uh, right after Christmas, and uh, you know, so so we dealt with that. But it, you know, at the end of the day, everybody. This has been, you know, healthy and, and happy and kind of made it, made it through all that. And, you know, like anything in life, any challenge in life, whether it's what we've dealt with over the last couple of years with COVID or, you know, anything, I think we all just need to step back and learn from it. Right. And and I think the hardest part of this whole couple of years has been trying to to do that like how what do we learn from this right everyone wants to have their view on what they believe this way or that way and who really cares at the end of the day whenever this ends and it I hope it ends where I got- am <laughs> I, I hope it ends at, at, at some point we all just need to take a step back and say well what did you learn about that you know, about yourself what did you learn about life um you know from it so you know, like any challenging experience. I think that's, that's what it's all about.
0: I, I learned that if you try to plan a podcast to recap a Wednesday night game <laughs> and then the game's canceled, you're kind of screwed. Uh, but no, Jack, seriously, I, I agree. And uh, like you said, uh, uh, we all are, we're going through the motions and hopefully I think we're, you know, I'm not a scientist and I'm definitely not smart. Uh, I think we're getting towards the end and hopefully we will get there. Um, And as I said, uh, I hate asking that question. I did not think I'd still have to ask it at this point in time and how is COVID. But as our owls know, we, we had a couple games this week uh, affected. Hopefully as of now, the next game is the 25th Cincinnati, right?
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's it. Um,
0: that, yes. That's way, right? That's at Cincinnati.
1: At Cincinnati.
0: No, 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 that's home. That's home Tuesday night? Tuesday night on ESPNU. Ooh, all right. Well, I hey. should not have said that because we want people to go to that game. Oh, all right. Tuesday night, guys. As of now, not COVID canceled. No TV. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, all right. That's a, actually a good hope. That should be it. See, that should be a crowd. Since a good team
1: that's great I'll I'll be there for that one so ho- hopefully uh, hopefully some of your uh, your followers join in
0: I'm trying to think I'm trying to get and this is I think in February a Saturday game I think I'm trying to get like a an event planned so stay tuned for that if you guys are even still listening uh, to this episode I feel like midway through people are like ah this is a long ep- this is a long <laughs> one I'll click out <laughs> um but no jack thank you so much for doing this again uh as most of you guys know i'm the i believe guy uh jack Fatika. uh thanks jack really appreciate you joining us again
1: anytime thank you very much and uh you know hopefully i'll be back
0: oh, he, he stole it i'll I'm, I'm just gonna exit out on that thanks guys <laughs> appreciate it